uh, equally as creepy. Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker episode uh, something ridiculous. Sorry, I don't have that in front of me. Uh, my name is Todd Enzich. Thank you very much. This is our weekly paintball program. Uh, we are broadcasting live tonight as we do every Monday night and now Saturday night for the quarantine show. You guys are going to have to check that out. And every other night of the week, we are broadcasting a new to you episode that uh, has happened sometime over the last couple of years. Still relevant information, still fun. So check them out. We do that every night of the week at eight o'clock other than our real live shows, which are Monday and Saturday, uh, just to confuse things. But tonight... We have everybody back in studio, or sort of in studio. We're in our own separate quarantine studios. We have Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball in the uh, Hollywood Square's top left. Greetings and thanks for tuning in. Just just so everybody knows, we wanted to bring everybody a show tonight, and we will continue to do so, but it is not the normal quality. You might see a kid scurry through the background or someone's wife or something go through, or there might be a glitch, but you know, stay with us because we're bringing you behind. What did you call your wife? Computer. I said glitch. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Gavin Charmer from Terratech Industries. That's right, and I don't have a wife, so there will be nobody scurrying past me. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in, and make sure, as I say every week, and Saturdays now too, hit like and share so people know what's going on. It is a quarantine central, not a lot going on in the entertainment world. You're not going to find entertainment here, but Misery loves company, so hit like and share or start a watch party because, hey, it's Monday night. And why not? And uh, we have Matt the Crypt on camera instead of behind pushing. Matt's not putting pushing any buttons tonight, so the pressure's yeah. on tonight to perform. Yeah, Zoom is doing that for me. Uh, <laughs> good evening, fellow Quarantinos. Hope you have your beverage and ready for a gong show. There you go. Oh, I have to do this. There, I can see Matt now. And then we have Josh Zuby Zabrickus in the bottom square. Yes, I too am here <laughs> or at home. Do you have any beverage in front of you? Oh, classy guy drinking out of a pickle jar. Okay, that takes it better. And then we have our... Class it up enough for you, <laughs> A little bit. And then we have uh, all the way from First Strike, we have Mr. Ben Larson. Mr. Ben, how are you? I am surviving. It's uh, week three with my entire family in my house, so <sighs> things are getting on. A little edgy. A little edgy. Amen. How much family do you have in your house? I have. The farm includes my wife, three kids, two dogs, and two cats. Okay, so that's not too bad. I was picturing in-laws like I have, so that's... Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, I have no, eight in-law, just one yeah. one in-law, yeah. And recently short one dog, so now we're, we're down just one dog. But that's okay. And what are you drinking there? I have a Captain and Sprite, which is a new thing that I've been trying. It's pretty delicious. Yeah. What you have to do is really it's hammer called, that it's home. It's called the captain and whatever's left in the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. That's a really good point, Zuby. You know, with quarantine and people not shopping, there'll be some real neat experiments going on in terms of your libations, right? Yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're watching you guys in the live chat. You guys uh, can't see this, but I'll, I'll have everybody uh, posting up at home. Uh, I see uh, Richard Knott, Lead Farmer, Ryan McGee, Brent Davis, uh, Dan and Hardy. And speaking of Brent Davis, have I, I, I want to tell you guys tonight, and I'll, I'll mention this a couple times tonight. If your field or you yourself want to get anything from Arabs, whether it's a, a paintball field, a new one, a new, new shiny one, or even a water blob for the, uh, for, for the summertime, hit Brent up. Hit him this week because I convinced him to give me a BTB code. So if you guys call him up and say you heard it on BTB, he will do something fancy for price. 
I can't tell you what it is. It's too crazy. <laughs> but check it out. Uh, give Brent a call. But orders have to be placed within the next week or so. Uh, obviously, it's quiet right now, so he can produce a lot of great, fun things. So if you guys want something, go at him right now, and uh, he may even let you tickle his goatee. There we go. All right. And do I still have you guys audio-wise? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. I have every, I was just... every, everyone's been muting <laughs> I keep seeing you guys mute yourselves. I, just, uh, I was dinging the bell. That's right. Oh, we don't have a... I can download the bell app on the Todd, don't leave. Like, just forget about the bell, damn it. <laughs> this is like a horrible Brady Bunch episode. I, I keep feeling I like I have to look down. More, if we had three more people on, we could have like a Brady Bunch. You can have it, the bed in the background. If we get two more people, let's, we could have Hollywood Squares. Let's not and say we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Fine. All right. So we have all of you jerk asses in every week, but we don't get a chance to have Ben Larson on. Ben Larson, as you guys know. Ben, what is your title at First Strike right now? Oh, lead janitor. Um, custodian. That and custodian. No, I, I'm more or less the general manager these days of, of the division. So inside of uh, the UTS umbrella, there is uh, First Strike, there's Pepperball, and then we have our new division, which is the Pepperball Consumer Division. Nice, nice. So I sit, I sit over the recreational side. Now, is it a separate company, or do you guys still have it in the same factory where you guys manufacture adult toys? <laughs> all, all the same factory. Okay. Um, just each, we have a different leadership for every each division because they are so unique to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you oh, spend much time over in product and development over there? Um. Well, I share some of my resources. As you guys know, Scott Quarles, um, he's my lead project manager. Um, he's taken on a lot of responsibility company-wide. So uh, we're, we're a lean and mean machine, so we all we all chip in where we can. We enjoy the Quarles. I don't think I could have him visually on the screen. He would take away from everyone else. But He uh, is, he is dreamy. A, uh, a super stud. <laughs> super stud. Hashtag super stud. Hashtag super, super stud. stud. See, now he can tune out. He's heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can go to bed. We've preached, we've preached about Scott. Yeah, so. yeah. So, okay, so Ben Larson, for those of you guys who may not know, Ben, when, how did you get your start in paintball? Were you were you that <laughs> kid that went to a birthday party, or how, how did you get your first foray into paintball? Oh, boy, that would have been circa. I'm, I'm a relative newcomer compared to you guys, likely. I, I was new to the sport around 99, 2000. Um, played rec rec recreationally in uh, like Flint, Michigan, that area, Lapeer, that's where I grew up. Um, played on the Michigan State club team. Okay. Uh, back in, uh, oh boy, would that have been 2000? No, I'm sorry, 90, 98 to 2001, somewhere in there. And I, uh, I met a couple through the local store there. I met a rep from PMI and, uh, managed to get uh, find my way into a meeting with uh, our interview with Billy Saransky uh, and I graduated on a Saturday moved to Chicago on a Sunday and started working at PMI on a Monday that's right so, PMI uh, was in Chicago Joe you and I visited yep. it while it was there when, when yep. they were pursuit marketing yeah yeah yep. yeah and how long were they in Chicago for From they the had beginning. always been in Chicago yep 
Yeah. They started in 1982 in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, and this is no disrespect to the company, but I remember Joe and I talking about going there. We're in Chicago. We're going to stop it and, and check it out. And uh, I had this picture in my mind of what a paintball <laughs> company was going to look like. I, I thought it was going to be this real glass block sort of place with models and bars everywhere. And we came in and there was still wood paneling from my basement in the lobby. And uh, yeah, it was not as glamorous so was, as I thought it was going to be. So I came in in the last facility, which was in Des Plaines. You, I think you visited an earlier office. Um, that was the last office before uh, the key thing came to be. So okay. it was one of the, it was the, certainly the biggest warehouse, uh, a little more modern. So it wasn't too awful terrible. So why did PMI or how did PMI turn into key then? What had happened at that point? Um, yeah, there was no, no, no. It was a merger acquisition um, by a private equity group that brought Vulcan and PMI together. And created key action sports. Now, was it Vulcan and PMI, or was it National? Uh, sorry, National Paintball. Okay, okay. Gino, David Freeman, and Jeff Perlmutter. Those are the names that are that came together. Okay, um, that goes back a long time. And then was that yeah. before Brass Eagle JT? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, that was going on at the same time, I think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Brass Eagle JT merger? Yeah. No, that Brass I, Eagle was a separate entity. Yeah, that, that I'm not as well versed in. Um, I was there when we then at, at P bought JT. And then shortly thereafter, likes of me and Billy and Aaron Wisniewski and John Rathman were all relocated to Bentonville. Okay. Okay. So I was there for that. Okay. So. Um, someone in the live chat, uh, Lee Williams has, uh, you mean PMI, didn't they do the Black Max? <laughs> <laughs> they did do the Black Max. The Black Max Ronis. was a piece of plastic crap, but it got a lot of people into the sport. And it did. It did. Um, if it memory did, serves, it? it was seventy nine bucks that Gavin when, when mm -hmm. Gavin was working for us, it, it sold for seventy nine bucks. It was a great beginner marker. The semi automatic entry level marker. If it was released today, that could also double as toilet paper. So it, you know what. It would have had better success now. <laughs> they... Oh, it served well as a weight to keep your toilet paper from rolling away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it's just a crude bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, it's air power. How does he make a comment like that and just get up and walk away? Why? why you, you, walk away. You're talking about T-Bone? It's like, we're, it's like we're in the studio. on a high note. <laughs> why no T-Bone? So, so, Ben, when you were at PMI at that point, what were what was your position? Were you in sales? I was a, I was a regular old sales guy. I took care of most of the West Coast. Nice. Um, I started, you know, as a sales assistant there for a while, um, you know, for a year. And then I quickly kind of took over most of the reins out of that warehouse and uh, had a little army of fellas that worked for me. I had a, um, a guy out on the road out in, in California and a sales assistant. And uh, we split the country up right around that same time frame. So, yeah. And I think we met Ben Larson before leaving Key. We knew you, uh, we knew yeah. you when you were when you were Key. We were fledgling. You, you would have probably saw me the most. This is where most guys recognize me is I 
ran the evil truck at all the NPPLs and PSPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so that, that is where you've probably seen this business. Okay, Josh is too, um, too scared to ask you, but can he get some evil swag? You know, I had a I had a guy um, that was working for me that worked back at PMI and that was just packed to the gills with an evil swag. I'm like, I, all my stuff is long gone. I think I do have a pair of gloves laying around here and there. I have a brand um, new pair of evil pants in the basement wrapped up in a bag still. Yeah. Now, nice. let me ask you, if you worked in the evil truck, does that qualify you as an omen tech? No, no, no. There's no tech. <laughs> No tech oh, qualities. Nobody's qualified whatsoever. for that. Yeah. So you know, I, I actually we were we were talking about this. I played an event, a little tiny, it was an OCC event back in the day, ICC in uh, the Midwest, and we, John Rathbun, myself, a couple other guys, we played with Omens, and it, it, surprisingly, you know, you get one that worked. It worked really well. It was just one in a thousand that that worked amazing yeah i was about to call you a liar because you said you played with one i did i did i did how many did they produce yeah oh that's i seven too many too many and not enough all at the same time (laughs) i remember having one and uh i sent it back and they said send it back we'll, we'll fix it for you and they had this upgrade and essentially what they did was replace the entire bolt with some sort of squishy uh bolt something for the bo- the bolt to bounce back off of um and then maybe a new reed because the 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 to- the tone was not right and it still didn't work but i had huge high hopes for it you know that was jay devoe who uh was working yeah. in london oh, that, yeah, uh, yeah, old jay. yeah yep. that, that did that for us and i think yep. when he gave it back to me he kind of gave it back sheepishly going here you go good, it should be good, good now. luck man <laughs> Don't take this as your only marker to the uh, to the tournament. Yeah, that one was a that was a rough project. Yeah, yeah. it was years in the making, and by the time it got there, it was already too late. And uh, but if you think you know, about it, it as a concept, it had a smokestack on it, which is what people were be- uh, paying for aftermarket. It it didn't have a it didn't need a ball uh, sensor or an eye sensor because it would literally move in you know, or yeah. whack in a ball every time that, that it cycled. It was a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good our, idea. Our, our biggest issue was, you know, from a tournament segment, you know, that was, those were the best years of evil paint. That was the white shell, pink fill, evil paint, and the, the yellow, green, yep. uh, marbleizer. Yep. That stuff, you know, you breathe down it the wrong way. It was amazing paint. But if you breathe down it the wrong way, it, you couldn't get it out of the yeah. end of the gun to save your life. I, uh, I, I was watching last night. We re-aired an episode with Simon Stevens, uh, and we were talking about paint. And uh, we're really the, the question was about barrel systems, and we got on to paint. Paint back then was a heavier ball. Slightly bigger than it is now, but certainly heavier. And uh, that's what made it shoot better. And, oh, yeah. you know, when people back in the day say, back in the day, paint was better. Yeah. It was, you yeah, know, no, and it's it, not just an old timey guy saying it's it, it it was the truth. That white paint, so, the white paint was my favorite, and we it that ran a six nine two most of the time insert, and that I think sometimes was running small. Yeah. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt this conversation, but I do really appreciate, it, and our viewers should as well. Our friend Matt the Crip, 
This is the first time you guys can see him rolling <laughs> his eyes, <laughs> shaking his head. I mean, this is what we get to experience every Monday night. And this, and now, yeah. And now you can actually watch his frustration. <laughs> so, yes, he, he, sorry, rolls, guys. He, he rolls his, his rolls his eyes and flaps his arms and gets us going and keeps us on track and throws things at us, not just jujubes and kisses, but other, other things like that. And now, you, us, now you guys can rolling. fully appreciate what we see every Monday night. His pain. Yeah. Uh, John Jones in the live uh, chat says, that was awesome paint. Um, yes. Uh, John Romano in the live chat also says, it was also $100 a case. Okay, whatever you paid for paint back in the day is what we should be paying more now. Right now, whatever it is, we're 10 years later and we're paying half the price of what we used to. That makes no sense in our industry. In no other sport whatsoever, anywhere, are you paying less for stuff now than you did 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zane Smith wants to offer uh, some fundraising cash for Food Bank if I take my hat off. I love the food bank and I do everything I can, but I'm not taking my hat off, friend. <laughs> um, That's selfish, Todd. That is absolutely selfish. They can starve. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Todd. And that's our, last, that's our last program. And Todd's been kicked off the show. Yeah. Uh, may I read into your comments a little earlier about paint? Like you said, it was a heavier shell, it was a little thicker. Um, are you saying in a roundabout sort of way that you prefer 45? over nine mil <laughs> uh no i'm i don't uh i love i love all millimeters um <laughs> and and rounds and i have most packed in the safe downstairs so i'm good to go but uh for paint for sure the heavier the better yeah the heavier the better yeah so i prefer my rounds kill phone books <laughs> that's a that's a five seven I have one of those too. Jeez. You know what a five you got I don't know you how how deep you get you Canadians are rolling. We're only allowed to have so. up to oh, eight yes. eight millimeter caliber, that's it. Yeah? No. No. <laughs> so we're talking PMI, we're talking key. So you were there for how many years? Oh, let's see. Started in 02. I took a couple breaks from paintball. I left uh left in 05-ish um, when it was still PMI. I came back after it was key. Yeah. Right? I uh, was there for a handful of years. During the heyday. Uh, during, uh, after the JT acquisition and the Kingman acquisition. Uh, when I came back, I, I more or less did mostly the big box retail stuff. All your Walmart, your Dick's, your Sports Authority when yep. they were still around. Canadian tires for you guys. Yes, sir. Um, and it's just Canadian tire. We can only tires. afford one at a time. Oh, you only got one tire. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and then, uh, let's see, about eight years ago, would have been eight years ago, I went uh, from Arkansas or from uh, Bentonville. I moved to Denver and worked for a rep agency for sporting goods, working closely with Sports Authority. Yeah. Um, when you started to see the big box retail world falling apart around itself, uh, I got a call from another name from the past, and that would be George Urich, who was the general manager of PMI and and Key when I was there. At that point, he had put together 
an acquisition through private equity of Tiberius Arms, Pepperball, uh, Gorilla Air, uh, and Perfect Circle. Yeah, yeah. And three of those guys kind of were involved with each other. Uh, but he had given me a call and said, uh, you know, the, the, the recreational division needed some serious help, uh, was kind of rudderless. And so that's where I kind of came back in. Like, I just keep coming back. I can't get, try to leave paintball, but it keeps dragging me back in. Yeah. Look, look at us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh Dubies of Brick has had his own spinoff. You know, Joe got into politics for a while. Gavin, what? you don't want to know what he got into. Matt's well, out of the halfway house. According to uh, uh, Brian Barno, I'm, I'm in prison right now. This is my cell, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go fund me to get me some pictures back here. Yeah. Right? But, we were going to have Brian Barno come up and visit us uh, this month, but thank God for the coronavirus. He's stuck uh, where he is in Chesapeake Creek City. So, <laughs> Yeah, Brian, are you still going to come up? And if you do, you have to make sure you stay over on a Monday night. Yeah. So... All right, so... Oh, look at that. There you so, go. Um, ben, do you remember this catalog? I do remember that catalog. This um, catalog, I think there's no, there's no... Pardon? Did you just have that, like, by your couch? He got up and left. Have you seen that episode of Hoarders, Matt? <laughs> it was downstairs in my filing cabinet, and I knew it was there, and then we were talking about PMI, so I went and grabbed it. There's no date on this calendar. However, if I do some detective work... There's an HPA tank on it, and the and the it's um, the date of manufacture is 06 2000. So if you figure if this print went to print six months before that, or even a year before that, it's it's a 99 or 98 catalog. I, uh, that catalog was still around when I got there, so I'm not yeah. quite sure. Well, that we used to order catalog. we used to order from Key using that catalog and the national catalog. We were allowed right. there, there was yeah. enough stuff in both of them that we could uh, we could get through there, <laughs> and then we would talk to what, what was her name Sherry, Sherry from Sherry, National. Yes, Sherry from she, Sherry was from National, and she yeah. came and then ended up working at um, Key Empire and Key. Yeah. Well. So so here here's a question: that catalog in that time period when you were working with Key and PMI. What was your best-selling product or something that you sold lots of? And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you one of the things that I think. Joe and I sold more piranhas in a number of years than we've sold any other marker. It was a flame drop forward. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, but what do you think was the number one or some of the highest-selling uh, oh. items? <clears throat> well, uh, we can go through part numbers that I remember. So 40120 was your 20-ounce tank. That would be uh, your number one seller. Over That's 16 right. ounce, really? The 16 oh, yeah. ounce oh, yeah. wasn't invented yet. Oh. Yep, yep. The, uh, the 40648 was the 48 3K. Uh, the 40668 was the 68 4500. So those are your top three uh, that everyone would order. Um, and that's the reason why us. that was the peak of paintball, because people would buy 20 ounce tanks willingly. They would ask you yep. to buy it, then come back a month later and go, yeah, I want that high pressure air. Yeah. And you'd get yeah. two sales within a couple of months. And it wasn't for you like trying. They just refused to buy it until they've seen yeah. other people in work. And it really the only reason why high pressure air took off is because you could self-fill them. That that really yeah. was the was the only yeah. thing. But uh sorry to interrupt. No, 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 it's I, like five, there's a five side tank. Yeah. I remember yeah. my first uh HBA tank was out of that catalog. 
And I walked into the store and I said to Joe, I need a new CO2 tank. And he went, well, you really shouldn't. And I went, <laughs> okay. And then he launched into this half hour explanation of HPA. And half an hour later, I bought a tank just to get him to shut up. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. but you know what? It, it Rightfully so. Yeah. Air, uh, he was wrong. So. No. No. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it depends on the time frame that I was there. You know, early on, we actually still distributed Tipman 98s. So, I, you know, I moved a ton of Tipmans alongside the Piranhas. And, They're in here. Um, you know, from a paint standpoint, uh, again, I dealt mostly with California where it was already a bad market pricing-wise. But, uh, you know, PMI Premium was, you know, if I couldn't shoot Evil, you shoot Pink Pink Premium. Those are those are my two favorite, yeah. two favorite balls. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. There we go. Look at All Star <laughs> Premium El Tigre. El Tigre. Yeah. El Tigre. And Slam. Ball. But see, Slam. Th- remember the El Tigre in the same color Matt was is wearing rather right now with the orange and the brown. That was El- that was good paint. I think this catalog predates anything <laughs> evil as well. Yes, nice, yes, that Matt. was long before evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we continue on that, and I want to get back to that in just a second, Ben. Can I tell you something important? Did you know that Planet Eclipse Ben is the creators of the most incredible tournament paintball markers, soft goods and gear. They have the winningest paintball markers in paintball and now innovators in mechanical actions, including the M170R and the M100 MagFed Marvel. Next to the Omen, right? We're talking next to the Omen. the Omen discussion. We can't okay, put Planet Eclipse and Omen in the same paragraph. <laughs> Just Gay is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, and photography. And of course, paintball. Pull a tab at your next event. Hashtag pop smoke. And Arabs are proudly made in the USA. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options and layouts are available. 2020 fields are shipping. Ask for full color printing and custom logo options. Uh, customize your next field with Arabs. And if you guys want anything from Arabs tonight, sorry, Josh, if you want anything from Arabs, guys, make sure you go and order something this week. Tell them BTB sent you behind the bunker and you will get a super price. But you got to order this week. Uh, Tell them that we said uh, that we sent you and uh, check out that special pricing. Yeah, don't worry about it, Todd. It's It's your show. (laughs) Ruthless Paypal products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors. They have set a new level of paintball playing apparel you can head over to the website now and use a more important promo code of btb15 to get 15 percent off their products not just arrows and more than just swabs and pads exult is a way of life available at discerning retailers field shops and shows tournament ready battle proven exult in the beginning you fall out of a tree you stumble down a rocky cliff you wade chest deep through a mosquito infested bog then you realize you're surrounded it's party time you own a tip and now combine empire jt Tippin and B-Force. You get the world's largest distributor everything paintball, GI Sports. DLX Technologies, guys, is the manufacturer of the Lux Paintball Marker, as well as other great product lines like the SP Shocker, the Gog Enemy, and the Freak Barrels. A longtime manufacturer of paintball gear, they have the product that you can trust, and the product's outstanding. For over 50 years, Altama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging environment, including malls, jungles, deserts, and urban battles. Let's make Altama your next paintball airsoft or everyday shoot look for altama original swat or first tactical at a leading retailer near you the not old ninjas were black with advanced colorways and coatings adjustable ranks remote lines fill stations hydro testing and so much more 
Ninja products have what it takes to keep you out in the front and always in the game. Do not forget, of course, they are made in America. Very good. Matt, you got anything? Are you okay? Actually, can I offer any of you a Werther's original? <laughs> How old are you? Uh, have you had the new ones? Get off my lawn. The soft, the soft caramel coating on the inside? Like these guys? Oh, oh, oh no, the, the Werther's ones. Yeah. Werther's jerk. <laughs> oh, I couldn't read it. <laughs> hey, um, two things. Richard, uh, Richard, not in the live chat. As soon as we started do getting into our reads, he started typing all the. Uh, he started typing in the beginning, and you fall out of a tree. It's pretty bad when you guys know our reads as well as us. And uh, John Romano in the live chat says, "Remember the old PMI shaped bunkers, the yellow piranha? They were made by Sapper. I have never seen any that actually what? stayed inflated." They were terrible. Oh. The battery operated ones and the oh the Got snake with here. the with the head of the snake. Oh, those were so terrible. Yeah. We were just uh our our tech at our office is a, a relative newbie newcomer. He's a magfed guy. He's been playing for a while, but you know, never played on ten man fields. Oh. And I had to explain to him what a car wash was and piranhas and pyramids and you know yeah. the old jt giant pyramid field and we used to call them nipples the yeah. the things yeah the mini rockets i guess but, yeah. but honestly don't you don't you miss days like that with uh really creative type of bunkers and just, yeah like yeah, you know I like think... like dynasty alex reggie going through the car wash and just mowing people down right it's just it was it was exciting right yeah. versus every other field that looks the same so way. we know what a car wash yeah, is gavin but... we all miss hyper <laughs> But what did what did they call the big bunker in the Millennium series that had the straggly pieces of fabric coming down? I thought that was a car wash. That's a car. Wash. That was the car. Wash. That was the car wash. Okay. Because yeah. okay. Well, there was two car washes. See, that was the second car wash. The first car wash was like a four post house looking thing, right? Yeah. That was uh, you know two thousand uh, two thousand NPPL in Gettysburg. Yeah. That that time frame. Everyone will I know. Was, most people will know this, but where was the first Sup Air bunkers featured? What uh, what tournament in North America? Don't say Skyball. No, it was not Skyball. No, it was IAO in the Cranberry. Amateur Open. Cranberry. And, yeah. and this this really bothers me. It's not Sup Air, it's Super. But they're not super. Yeah, but, no, okay, they are it, not. It, it, it is a it's a it's a French pun. Super is soup, super in French, right? So it was super anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that was fun. And you guys stuff. missed one car washers working at the car wash. That's the seventy. <laughs> That's the face Matt makes all the time when I when I say a dad joke. Yeah, Sometimes I appreciate the buttons. But bunkers have gone a long way. They actually hold air. They don't have battery packs a minute anymore. Like. The, the biggest or, problem or that tubes, the, the, the tubes, Jerry. Gavin's having a seizure right now. They used to have like yeah. tubes Remix. running all over the field from bunker to bunker. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. good back. No, nope. yeah, 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 you're back. Now. That was perfect all timing, right. though. All right. Well, so, OK, so let's move on from key. We could talk about key forever. So you, you left. So after you left Key, is that when you you started working for the first strike? And, and... no, no, no. After I left Key, I worked for a rep group in Denver. Okay, uh, and was there for about a year and a half, and did all sorts of weird stuff from like OEM camping, so tents and sleeping bags and stuff for private label uh, product, 
but that's when George gave me a shout, and then I, I headed over to UTS. Nice, nice. So we saw you guys. You came in. Yeah, yeah. Frangibility, buddy. Frangibility. You and your fancy suit coming up to us, and we're like, "What? What are you what doing over here?" Suit. I haven't had a suit in ages. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? We, uh, so you moved over to, to, to the first strike group and we saw you there again at paintball extravaganza in your booth. You guys had, you had a great booth. It lacked, it lacked product the first day. Did you ever get your product back? No, there's been zero update on that. That, that product is long gone. Uh, it's probably in the for a millennium. Yeah. 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 That's too bad. It was probably hawked for some fried chicken. Oh, have you? Uh, maybe, maybe. maybe. Fried chicken. <laughs> but if, if you've had Gus's fried chicken, you can understand the motivation. Yep, yep. And in the real, yep. in the grand scheme of things, we were hit pretty lightly compared to some of the other guys. You know, I think they grabbed uh, three of our FSC pistols and and an air system. You know, yeah. so in the like the the poor Umarex guys, they just got it was a wholesale clean out for those those guys so it was a it was a challenging event uh you and other people got hit overall you know you, you take that away what would you mm-hmm. say was your experience with the uh with the paintball extravaganza oh that's a loaded question uh, let's see here um and so for us so can it say you spent far too much time with us not, no no uh, you know for extravaganza for us it, it's been a struggle since i've been back for sure um, and, and working with those guys, I've expressed my frustration with that event, um, just from the foot traffic, you know, but that's, that's no, there's no secrets there. Everyone knows that foot traffic is, is troubling and, and how to get that foot traffic up is the, is the golden question for me though, in the grand scheme of things, we've been able to show in the last three, four years, incremental new product that, that typically gets people excited. Um, you know, and we saw that again this year when we showed off the new Roscoe revolver and, and some of the other, uh, the 15 cubic inch bottle and, and, you know, just new stuff that's really sitting outside the box from the rest of the paintball world. Um, you know, considering the sizes that we are, you know, some, some of our, our competitors, you know, they don't do the business we do, they wouldn't even get up in the morning. Um, so, you know, considering the budget we're working on and the size we are, we still do seem to churn out some pretty innovative stuff and that's what we're kind of holding our hat on yeah. and uh so when we go to pbe it, it it certainly validates that right um you know when we go home that first night or go back up to the room and you click on social media and and really the product that we show seems to be the no, the most talked about product uh, amongst uh different forums and different pages so that that part's pretty exciting right and that's what kind of keeps us going for the whole year yeah well, so. your booth was good, but I would place it a close second to the person beside you. And I'm not going to bring up who they were. They uh-huh. had the most inclusive booth that I've seen in the whole show when their shower curtain was 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 open. <laughs> Don't say anything. No. Don't say anything. <laughs> close second. I felt like I could have worn my you. shower cap you. in there and had 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 yes. So. But whatever. Yeah, you guys, you guys always have a, a a neat array of new products and stuff. And and what's what's sort of neat about the industry is, you know, 
couple of years ago, people would show something at extravaganza and it would be months or years before it even came out. But now, you know, stuff is often stuff's on the water or in nearly in pre-production. So it's pretty fantastic. We, we've done a little bit of both. Um, you know, we, there's some products that we can talk about that we've showed off that aren't here yet. Um, but there's some products that, that have gotten here pretty quick, you know, and, and for us, again, the size of that we are, it's a good, it's a good tool to, to have in your quiver because if no one wants it and you can learn that right away without sinking a bunch of development money, which I don't have, um, you know, it, it's a good way to gauge interest and, and, you know, yeah. launch, launch some pre-sales and, and hit the, hit the ground running. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and if it's a, if it's a turd, you just you, you kill it and move on. Right? Um, hey, John Romano in the live chat says, I want to see First Strike continue showing up to all the blue chip events. I saw Ben at the last three. Uh, yeah, a year ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, certainly we've we've tried to go to more and more games. Uh, we, we've historically focused really on the big MagFed games. So the Dominions out in California, the Zero Hours in New York. Some of the yeah. EMR games, um, you know, again, the flag Raider game, the flag Raider game. You get you we, give us good representation at, at our events, but we we sold a good amount of first strike rounds, and I'm yeah. gonna do probably two events this year that we we allow first strike. You, you know that we're not super first strike friendly, but we're definitely yeah. gonna do two events that first strike yeah. are allowed. But with that yeah, being said, our field is ninety. Well, maybe that's higher than it should be, but ninety percent of people that walk on our rental field are rentals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why. I mean, we have to hold off the first strikes until we have a day where the field is closed and all participants are 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 aware of it and people are happy to use them. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you can't it, yeah. It, it, I mean, first strike rounds, you know, we can have 3 hours of discussion on first strike rounds and everyone's opinion and, mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. It's just another facet to the game. You yep. know, it's it's an electronic trigger. It's a it's a tank. Barrel. It's a it's tank. It's know, nerf. It's, it's nerf rockets. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. It's it's just uh, another piece, and you know, you can use it. You don't have to use it. We've never been one to say, "Hey, listen, everyone needs to be able to use this product." We just yeah. want people to be able to use the product. But you know, here's sure. an example. You know, we went down to Super Game last year. And there was tanks on the field. There were Nerf rockets on the field. There was first strikes on the field. Everybody knew it, and that's how you played the game. And it was a blast, right? Mm -hmm. You can't take away from that. But you can't put any of that stuff on the field with rental kids when they just don't know any better. So it's it's a time and a place, right? Yep. Um, yep. And, what, I, and, it, and it certainly seems to be an equalizer for, 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 you know, I would tell you some older guys, right? You know, our demographic is a little older than the regular paintball guy. The guys that may have played a lot, you know, 15 years ago, well, they, they don't have the wheels they used to have, but they can go out and play MagFed and they can shoot yeah. a guy who's across the field that has, uh, you know, a Planet Eclipse gun that's, you know, ramping away. You know, he, he's got a he's got a fighting chance to get up and close to him now. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. That, that's been the good part. Right? You've um, those that like First Strike don't like it. They love it. And and good for them. And I and I yep. mean I, 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 I get the fascination. I do enjoy first strikes. They they shoot awesome. I but I also see guys going that extra mile where they're sanding and shaving their first strikes and they're balancing them and they're doing stuff to them. Yep. And that fascinates me. I, I that's it's, a lot of I mean, time. 
Yeah, but you know, you can look at similar industries, you know, the the precision shooting industries yeah. that are doing match grade stuff and they're weighing the rounds and they're yeah. making sure, you know, it, it, there's a time and place the guys shooting Karmatech guns and you know bolt actions and pump guns where literally every shot counts it makes a ton of sense um ben i may have to cut you off for a second matt yeah don't you think you've had enough of those worthers i've had more alcohol than worthers (laughs) no kidding is he in quarantine at his grandparents house Matt's trying to eat them before his dentures have to be put in. So um, I just mentioned quarantine. What's you're you're in out outside of Chicago, northern yeah. Illinois on the mm-hmm. on the Wisconsin border. What's what what is sort of a sound a little bit like CNN now? What's what's the feeling and what what are what are people's thoughts there? Uh, here, you know, we were one of the first states. Uh, right after California, the kind of lockdown, schools were canceled. Um, you know, I think everyone's still cautiously optimistic. Well, all the kids uh, are safe in your state now. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, you know, but we, we, as recently as this week, have a case in our neighborhood, right? So, you know, um, you know, and it's a gentleman who's in his early 50s and, you know, was semi-retired and wasn't leaving the house much anyway. So, yeah. you know, it, that those are the scary ones that, you know, is like the guy was kind of doing everything he needed to be doing and went to a grocery store and grabbed the wrong loaf of bread or, or something. Who knows what really happened? But, uh, yeah, um, you know, it, it hits close. To I home. heard he had a bat sandwich. <laughs> no, not. I mean, there's a lot of bad food in, in Chicago, but it's mostly Italian based. Yeah. So, you know, it, well, that wasn't the case here. So, don't you have good deep dish pizza? <sighs> sure. Sure. I'm not so from ben, Chicago originally, so it's, that, not, ben, it's not my go to. Ben, with the whole world shutting down, how does that mm-hmm. impact uh, First Strike uh, with, your, so, or the, with the season coming up? You know, and, um, it, it's there's a lot of question marks, right? Um, you know, for sure for us the spring brings a lot of magfed only games and big games that consume a lot of first strike rounds. Um, no one has necessarily canceled any games yet. Everything, everything's being postponed. Um, so where our real fear is today is that, you know, everything's going to get back going up and going in June, July, everyone's going to reschedule these games in july august september you know and now there's going to be a game or three on every weekend yeah and we all know that that just you know the kids can't afford to go play every game at every you know in two in the same day at different locations so that's where we're 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 most nervous that there will be some cannibalization at some point um just with the sheer volume of games that are going to be lumped in a smaller window um you know dealers Last week, the last two weeks have been the busiest two weeks that I've I've had. Not necessarily from a, a sales standpoint, but just a, consu- a a dealer discussions and you know where do you think you're going to be? How's it feeling out there? What's your neck of the woods like? You know what what where, where's your guys' heads at? And you know the fields are the fields are like you guys. You know they they're they're uh, a little nervous you know stores sure yeah you know depending on where they're at they're still pretty optimistic yeah we're uh, closed like our fields are closed and it doesn't bother me what bothers me is not having an end date 
Like, yeah. it yep. would be yep. nice sure. to know sure. that it was April 30th, August 30th, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. That Once that date is announced or whatever is figured out, at that point, then we can strategize and do what we have yeah. to do. But, um, yep. Yep. yeah, that's um, the worst. That, that is certainly the hard part. You know, in, in, in talking to a lot of uh, fields and stores, um, you know, the hard part was everyone was was starting to see some pretty good indicators that this year was going to be a great year. Yeah. Agreed. Like a, yeah. Agreed. Like, like a off the, off the radar blindsided, um, you know, in 30 we days in early spring and stuff, the snow had yeah. melted. It was looking promising. That was the great disappointment for me about extravaganza. We left and we heard from a lot of people like this season's going to be good. People seem yeah. to be up on the up and up. They were up, upbeat and optimistic about it and then all of a sudden this hit and i thought oh shit there goes all that momentum yeah Yeah. i mean game registrations seem to be up across the board um you know our our spring load-in orders were were very healthy um you know and that literally we're talking 30 days ago right that it just kind of got flipped up. but even people leaving paintball extravaganza when i talked to like we joe and i and josh we talked to everybody there gavin not Mm -hmm. so much and Everybody had this this optimism that this was the best extravaganza, and and we learned a lot, and we're excited to get back and get going. Yeah. And then this happens. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's out of our control, but God, it's just frustrating. But I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Although the the state of the world right now is in flux, and and people aren't um, have a, a, an end date where where it's, it's going to start up again, but I was pretty encouraged with uh, PVE about all the fields that were collaborating together and talking about the industry. So um, I think uh, adversity like this, we could see some prosperity of fields actually getting to work together about growing this sport. So um, once we get out of this, and I know we will, but um, hopefully we can continue with that same spirit of, uh, of really growing the game and, and, and um, making sure that we are, uh, we're working together to, to reach more people than we have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing from an industry standpoint is you hope, you, you hope these guys that we, that we when we make it out of this we put some resources in the right direction right and we're not uh we're not maybe i don't want to say spending frivolously but maybe we're looking at the important stuff to spend money on right the infrastructure yep. and making sure our dealers and, and fields are healthy and and all that good stuff so yeah i don't know i i have this optimism that when people are allowed to do things again they're going to do it wholeheartedly um but is that going to last the whole season i don't know or is this going to set a precedence if this goes on any longer is this going to set a precedence where people are going to be still afraid of not social distancing i mean everybody now whether you're walking the streets or going to the grocery store there's this unwritten respect to stay away from everybody and it's a politeness thing right like where you used to hold the door for people now it's a you get it that people have to stay out of the way from you right is that going to be some subconscious thing that continues after all this are people still going to be constantly washing their hands like uh, i think people are going to want to go outside you know desperately yeah um you know and and you know we you know we forget habits quickly if they're the right habits <laughs> it's, yeah you know um you know not to not to say that people aren't going to wash their hands or you know whatever but when it comes to people are going to want to recreate and whatever they do you know especially coming out of being locked in your house with your family, you're going to want some fresh air and whether you're an ATV guy or you're a paintball guy or you're a, whatever you are. Yeah. You know, we've seen paintball do pretty well 
in the grand scheme of thing during recessions because people just want to get outside yeah. and play. You know, they may not play a hundred times that year, but they're going to play three or four times that year. Yep. And, yep. and uh, you know, that's, that's the part we can kind of look at and predict and go, Hey, you know, we make it out of this, um, you know, relatively unscathed. We'll do all right. Um, we just, without that end date that, that Gavin talked about, you know, that's the struggle is yeah. when do we start to plan that ramp up? Yeah. You, I'm, I'm going to give you, you that credit, Gavin. That's fine. Um, here's the thing. You go out <laughs> any time in the last couple of days when the weather's been nice and everybody is out. It's like oh, this yeah. social thing. It's like when Pokemon Go first came out, people were out there. Everyone has nowhere to go, nowhere to be. So as soon as it's nice, they're outside dusting their eyes off. And it's really cool to see if we get this levy opened, people are, I, I think you're right. I think people are just going to get the hell out of their house and go and do things. So I would yeah. agree with you, Todd, with that, because there's too many people who have forgotten what, what sort of state we're in right now. Uh, so there may be further sanctions, at least from our government. But when that is lifted, uh, especially if there's tighter sanctions, uh, we are looking at, uh, you know, people who are just raring to go. So, yeah. you know, figure, yeah. fingers crossed this passes fairly yeah. quickly uh, because we, we all want, want to go back to our regular lives. And that includes paintball as well. Yeah. What they need to do is uh, nip the Internet in the bud and, and uh, online gaming the week that uh, we're allowed to go back out. So then people just get off their devices, get off the internet and get out and get some fresh air and contact internet service providers and just shut down. Shut it down. You you may see you may see um, more less people traveling to events as well. They may want to stay around and there's a lot of push on shop support local as well. I think you might see um, players or even tourism be more of a local localized yeah. thing to, you know, help support your local businesses that have that have struggled through this this is like this is groundbreaking yeah well it's certainly we, unprecedented we all sure. talked about where we were when the power went off in two two thousand aught whatever that was two thousand aught five and we you know we remember where we were when the towers came down and when oj simpson more importantly was you know driving his ford bronco unfortunately i bet you if you did a poll more people would know where they were when that was happening when then when we were making our first happened. phoenix project at sean roberts house in guelph we were writing our first uh, phoenix project scenario game the the spring after we went to a wayne doll 24-hour game but i'm also hoping peels can hang in there because in 10 years from now there'll be an influx of players with all the quarantine babies coming into the sport yeah with december birthdays right <laughs> or there's going to be less babies because people at home with more than one kid are thinking what have i done well like i was explaining to my wife today there, there won't be a lot of uh babies in nine months from now because pornhub has offered free premium memberships to all their people <laughs> Didn't they rename it to, I think someone posted a screenshot, it was like stay at home hub? Yeah, I think oh, so. Screenshot. <laughs> screenshot. Yeah. screenshot ruined my carpet. I've got another kid that's doing like a couple of days. I'm, yeah. <laughs> a factory? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Josh's wife is due to give birth in a couple of days and she's already pregnant with her next one. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the smile Josh has. <laughs> I don't know. His babies can swim. His boys can swim. I'm like, you know what, Josh? You need to wear tighter underwear, I promise you. There's no, only... loosen that up. Now, the only thing between Josh and you is a thick layer of gab or thin layer of gabardine. <laughs> 
Thank you, Josh. I think you were the only one that caught Marla that. Hennigans. Yeah, yeah. I was muted. I got it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Seinfeld uh, guy, Ben? No, no, I never was for some odd reason. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, George, hey, in the live chat, asked, does anyone remember when Gavin kicked off his first hopper? Mm. I sure do, Skip. <laughs> It became a religion after that point. I'm going to try to convert the whole world. We're going to kick hoppers off one at a time. So we have Ben on the show. We should probably ask him what the next new product that, that's coming out that no one else knows about. That no one knows about? Can you tell um, us something? Can you no, us I can't. Something? No one's watching at this point, so you can go ahead and say yeah. it. Uh, no, 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 no. There's no sporting um, You know, the next products that are coming... Um, the scouts, their bolt action rifle will be hitting our distribution center here in about seven days. So first, yes. Okay. You got to wait a minute. Thank you. All right. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. No, it's okay. Uh, Unfortunately, kids trump anything when you're working at home, right? Yep. Um, so scouts are, uh, are going to roll in here in a week and, uh, we have the Roscoe's hot on its tail, which is our revolver. That was the, hot ticket, if you may, at, uh, PBE. So, uh, everyone's pretty hot to trot on that. And we're pretty excited about it. So uh, when, when, how far behind is the Roscoe? Are you at Liberty to say, or not really behind? We are actually right on schedule with it right now. So, so when uh, would that be if I was to look at a calendar? This this month we were expecting the first units. Where we're getting in trouble right now is our the freight is being delayed, uh, and that's where we're seeing most of our delays in our product is uh, with our freight forwarders and with you know FedEx and DHL and and uh, so that's where we could see a delay on that one. Um, you know, fortunately for us, the scouts are already in route. Um, the the Roscos are the next next one up teed up for us. So. What about the tank? That that's a big talked about item. The tank being forty five. Yeah. So the tank is uh, that one's a little bit different. That one we're waiting on DOT approval. Um, you know we've the, the tank has been built uh, and proven, and we're ready to go. Uh, we just need that last certificate from the DOT for the ISO certification, so that that unit can be and built and brought in. And you're sending six two behind the bunker to test out for you, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> sure. You heard it here. Sure, sure. This ain't this show ain't free, Ben. You didn't tell me the time frame, right? <laughs> See, I told you, Gavin, we should have had quarrels on here. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I guarantee I, I, you. Ben I know what the answer would have been first... if you asked that. <laughs> That's true. I, I guarantee know. you, Ben will send us the first six that are out of hydro. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I think if Hopefully anything, we never get to that point. Ben, you know. with the with the crappy time he's had on the show tonight, he's going to send us six omens. Uh, if he I had six, six omens, <laughs> I would love it. There's one floating around the office the other day. I heard uh, they melted all of them down and created no. ladas. <laughs> no, no. Between those and the pimp kits, man, there was some sweet, sweet gems out there. Oh, oh, you know what? Baby. The pimp kit. What? What were they thinking? What a horrible trigger. I don't. I don't know. I was just a lowly sales guy, man. I just hooked him. That's all I did. And then someone yeah, brought sure. someone brought in a scrap piece of aluminum and went, "That looks really good. We just put a trigger on it." Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's one of, as, as I'm, everybody in this uh, chat's done sales at one point or another, but it's one of those products you look at and you're like, 
shit, they seriously want me to sell this. Well, so, you know, again, we keep going back in the history here, but remember, we're coming off the heels at PMI where we were literally paintballs, air systems, and valve covers. You're right. right? That, those, yep. those were kind of our, you know, and yep. flame drop forwards and, uh, you know, yeah, uh, nipple caps and all sorts of accessories. But outside yeah. the piranha line, you know, we were just getting our ass handed yeah. to us. Well, at least they took their, they took their pimp label over to die and had the proto redone yeah. at least they kind of they, they looked at that but i, I mean yeah. whatever and you know when when national came on board they had some of their skews that they could take like the intimidator and all that other sort of stuff so it was yeah it was good yeah it was good that was interesting yeah yeah i just got a text notice by the way that uh we had a, a big social influencer just share our show it was uh werther's original <laughs> So we're going to have 80-year-olds. 70, 75 to 90-year-old demo. <laughs> They're going to be really picking up. I see what is this? It's the grandkids. <laughs> 50, cal, 50 cal, low impact. Low impact bitties. You just yeah. see that going over to Grandma Grandpa's house and they got the podcast playing on the old dictaphone. Yeah, It's funny. I'm sitting where Matt normally does and all I see is water taffy candies. <laughs> you need to get mounts or walkers. <laughs> yeah that's tennis true tennis balls for the bottom btb <laughs> tennis balls yeah there you go um ben did you have fun tonight certainly certainly yeah because what else no, would I, you have done at home uh yelled at the kids mostly uh, <laughs> parenting <laughs> parent, stupid parenting always gets in the way of my fun yeah um uh, no it's good it's good you know it's, it, it'll be a memorable show because it was so disheveled well, I wouldn't say disheveled. I mean, we're all cleaned up. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I actually put a shirt on for this. Yeah. I know. You know what? Some of our it favorite shows show. is when we don't have content per se. Like, we normally have lots of content, viewer submitted things, questions, all kinds of great stuff, and they're awesome. But sometimes the funnest nights for us is when we can just shoot the yeah. breeze. Yeah. All right. So, you know ben, yeah. So, but, um, you know, before we start signing off right now, uh, what do you have to do to make your bosses happy? My bosses? Yes. Oh, I <laughs> like play doh with them. <laughs> anything, you, anything you two chat about that you haven't chatted about? Oh no, no, no. They okay. You know, the, the, the fortunate part is they let me be for uh, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, like I said earlier, the the, the three divisions are so different. Um, you know, when they look at my division, they just kind of. Oh, the weird paintball guy, he'll figure it out, you know, so, and that's, that's what I do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it, it again, the biggest, the takeaway is it's, it's just disappointing because we really thought this year was going to be just an incredible year. And uh, now we have to deal with this stunted piece and, and let's just, hopefully we can all get out of it healthy and, and move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, forget First Strike, forget helping your company out. It's just nice to have you finally on the show. We get a chance to see yeah. you at Paintball Extravaganza every year, and uh, we have limited conversation because, you know, we have to clear the booth for you to, to talk to all the other hordes of customers that are coming yeah. through, and uh, it's just nice yeah. to have, be able to sit down and have a chat with you. We didn't, uh, you know, we probably could have talked about all kinds of things, but... Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, around for a long time. I, you know, I've, I've never been... Uh, uh, marquee industry guy you know but uh the history goes back so i can i can name drop with the best of them right yeah yeah are you looking forward to the paintball documentary coming out uh 
indifference. Really? Uh, sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Really? <laughs> but he's like you, Todd. He's bitter because he's not in it. No, I, well, I have oh, no reason no. to be in it, but uh, I am looking forward to it. And I think it's going to clarify a lot of that fake history that's going around where people think certain things happened or whatever. It'll kind of clear clear up some of that. And uh, I have talked to John Amoda. And he is, uh, he and I are going to try to get together and get him himself on the show uh, within the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. to ruin his whole project. Yes. Where he should be <laughs> editing, he'll just waste an hour with us. All no, right. I mean, again, I, I'm, I was a relative late, latecomer from, uh, you know, a lot of the guys who were in that. Yeah. I'm, I'm still a baby. So, it happened in college right. for you? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's say farewell here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ben, thank you very much for being on the program. It was awesome having you. It was nice to chat with you. Uh, and what about Joe Kimson from Flaggerters Paintball? Thanks everyone for tuning in and watching behind the bunker live tonight. We'll see everybody Saturday night. Thanks, Ben. Be safe. Everyone stay practice self isolation and we'll see everybody out on the field when we get the green light from our public health. Very good. And Matt, the Werthers, thank you for being on the show finally. Yes, be sure to give your parents a call. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I missed you, goddammit. And uh, Josh Zubizabrickus, thank you for being on the show. I see you got dressed up. Thank you, and thank you to Ben for uh, wasting some time with us tonight. Uh, It's always fun chatting with you. And uh, I wish everybody a happy and safe quarantine. And, you know, hopefully we all see each other at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. And Gavin Sharma, last but not least. Yes, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Ben. Thank you for your time. And uh, make sure you hit like and share if you haven't done so already. And don't forget, my friends, Saturday night we're going to be live again for more monstrosity of Behind the Bunker. Awesome, guys. Thank you for watching. Um, We'll see you next week. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace.